to the Skeptic Wire. I'm David Harcourt. I'm here with Gary Lawn, Greg Perrine. You had me at hello. <laughs> and Donna Swafford. Hi. Since we don't really have an intro, uh, let, let's try this for just this week. How y'all are? <laughs> you Howdy. Like <laughs> Bless see, his see, heart. <laughs> Greg, Greg doesn't get that, but because uh, he's not from around here. I'm from but away. He's from away. <laughs> he's from over yonder. <laughs> I'm okay. one of those with San Francisco values because I am from. Oh, oh, I see. So, so, so really, I did not know that. All you freaks are over there, over yeah. there. They're sitting on the couch. You see, they're on the other microphone. <laughs> We're on stereo left, I guess, <laughs> and you're on stereo right. Well, we are far more conservative over here. <laughs> Sure, okay. If you haven't noticed already. Okay, yeah, the two shorter-haired guys are on that side. Bald is not a hair color. I said shorter hair, not The bearded man with a necklace is over there on the other side. And the girl with the butch haircut. (laughs) And and, and the faux Birkenstocks. Let's not forget the faux Birkenstocks. These are Tevas. They were cool in the 80s. They okay, we have only jackets. Do you realize that it took us all of 30 seconds to go off the rails tonight? It's going to be a good recording. All right. So what, what you, we, we have um, holistic, holistic news. Yeah, before we get into the local news, I want to welcome the newest member of the San Antonio chapter, the Holistic Chamber of Commerce. So Yay. something about the San Antonio Chamber of Commerce is not local news? It's the local chapter. Well, it, it's not. News. I know. No, this is holistic. So this, this actually affects stuff on the other side of the world. Okay, that makes much more sense. I and don't count this as Uranus. news. That's the point. <laughs> it's local. Maybe it's news. Okay. All right. Um, but we would like to welcome Dr. Gabriel Wolf of Natural Health Practice. Yay! Yay! Now Gabriel Wolf offers a variety of services, including Reiki. Ear acupuncture. So uh, if if I have uh, leaves on my ground uh, on the ground, they can come and, and reiki them up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think I think Gary, we may have to do a, a show on reiki so we understand a little bit more about oh, okay. that. Oh, it's not reiki. Not reiki. I'm sorry. I don't I think that's so what she is a doctor. I think she's a he. She has a PhD in what oh, English literature. Or? You know what I. We'll we'll look at her bibliography maybe at another time. Let's talk about her services. Um, besides besides raking, <laughs> ear acupuncture, ear acupuncture. Yes. Cow. Kines- kinesiology. <laughs> okay. Zen gong meditation. <laughs> hypnotherapy. Ooh. You're feeling very have- very sleepy. Does and- she have a hypnotoad? No. <laughs> Oh wait, sorry. That's that's from Australia. Now, this is serious, guys. Uh, oh wait, oh, didn't, yes. didn't, didn't, didn't she have like Tibetan chamber pots? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor Gabriel, Doctor Wolf has 
I've never heard of this. So I think the this most is, Tibetan this of is all a unique forests. service in San Antonio that she's she's bringing us. So if this sounds interesting to you, um, go to we'll give her we- website. But um, hey, Donna, would you please explain Tibetan singing bowl sound therapy? Singing sounds very bowl interesting. Why? Sound yes, I will. Therapy. Tibetan bowl therapy is based on the ancient knowledge concerning the effects of sound on the body. Sound has been used in Indian healing therapy as long as as long ago as 5,000 years. Some Eastern ideas suggest that people are created out of sound, meaning that people are sound. If a human being is in tune with themselves and their environment, then they are able to arrange their life freely and creatively. This form of massage is conducted by placing several types of brass bowls around the patient and having the bowls struck in a certain order to produce a harmonizing sound. You know, the Kwisatz Haderach doesn't need those. I think I saw some people doing that at a Grateful Dead concert. (laughs) (laughs) This therapy helps with body aches, headaches, and is a great form of relaxing massage. Unless your body explodes because they hit the resonant frequency. So she actually massaging you while (laughs) you do this? Or is it just a sound massage? (laughs) Just sound massage? It's a sound massage. It does sound relaxing, though. So if anybody's interested... (laughs) I'm not interested. You can find uh, Dr. Wolf's uh, website at www.natural-healer.net. And be sure to ask for Tibetan um, singing bowl sound therapy. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> chamber pots. <laughs> Tibetan chamber pots. We, uh, let's do an update from a story update. we did last week. Now, we discussed this Wayne Christian's amendment. Um, that is going to fund a traditional values centers. Yay! Yay! There's been a few developments. Um, Ooh. Or yay. <laughs> Wayne, Mr. Oh, yay, Christian, oh, yeah. the Honorable Mr. Christian, has been questioned recently about how this bill is going to affect um, the centers if these centers are privately funded and do not mm. actually accept um, taxpayers, taxpayers dollars. His, and um, so he's been asked this question. He's pretty much saying, I don't know, ask the attorneys. I so yet another know. Texas legislature throwing a, an amendment or a law into the pit of laws and stuff like that. The pit of laws. <laughs> Without actually doing any research at all first about why they wanted to do this well, law. You know, I'll bet no, you- tell me that doesn't happen no, here. I really think... It's happened on this... The podcast we've mentioned it three or four times already. I but I, I have this, I have this vision of being thrown into the pit of laws and seeing uh, Indiana Jones down there going, "Laws, why'd they have to be laws?" <laughs> but you know, I, I can understand Boy, he probably bad. expected the information coming to him from the young conservatives of Texas. Is he getting to award? be legitimate? I, I do not think that uh, they did their homework, and they've probably embarrassed him. Which leads into young conservatives of Texas praise Representative Wayne Christian for traditional values and Western civilization's amendments to budget, and he receives an award from them. Why is Congratulations! That? Is it just for participation? Like one of those little plastic cups you get in Little League? Wait a minute. That's got to be wrong. Okay, this 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 is a recent thing, but um, for immediate release, it says from the Young Conservatives, April fourth, two thousand ten. This is like a year in the making for them. <laughs> They've been they, they, sitting on this for a year. ESP or Listen, the holistic thing. If you weren't listening uh, last week, the 
vice president of the Young Conservatives of Texas did say that the purpose of this, this is uh, Tony McDonald, was to rid the campus of these uh, lesbian and gay centers. Because um, we can't have women walking around in sensible shoes, damn it. Wait a minute, was it the lesbian gay centers or was it the, the Western civilization thing that they're giving him the award for? For both the both. Oh, okay. okay. For both the both. For Western civilization promoting traditional values. Now, I want to read read a little bit about This is a long article, but I want to read um, what uh, um, the young conservatives, um, Tony, Tony McDonald said, It is clear that our public universities are funding centers which promote a radical political and social agenda in favor of normalizing homosexuality and expanding homosexual rights. Added that Mr. McDonald, we Let's thank those Representative Christian for exposing these centers and yeah. demanding that universities either stop funding them or equally fund the promotion of traditional values. So wait a minute. So he was exposing himself in front of gay centers? <laughs> Doesn't sound gay at all. No, now, there's nothing gay about exposing yourself no. to young people. Now, considering, considering that statement and considering what we know from last week, I want you to hear what Wayne Christian has to say. I know it's being posted. Uh, as you know what? You can't do that. You're, you're far too. You're far. You're, you're far too uh, eastern or northern or something. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I don't have the accent. I know it's being posted as I am against, against, against these centers. No, I am just concerned that the full scope of our student society should be represented at our institutions of learning. My bill did not say, quote, don't do anything, end quote. It just said, quote, add to it, end quote, in order to get the full scope of the traditional lifestyle. I understand how it is being taken, but it's not doing away with anything. It's just saying, quote, add things, he said. <laughs> How serious would we take this um, statement, political statement, from Representative Wayne Christian? Bullshit! <laughs> Good gracious. <laughs> that cough. Just Although, I think between out. his lashing on the Western Civilization Bill and his complete uh, embarrassment on this bill, he can't be a happy man right now. He probably just he puts these things out there for political gain because he thinks it'll work well with his base. And cynically says, "I don't care whether it gets passed or not." Well, all the all uh, 43 of the young conservatives uh, voted for him, or will vote for him once it become of age. Yes, because this kind of thing doesn't get the old conservative vote; just the young conservative. That's vote. right. The old conservative are too concerned about. I really don't know what they're concerned about at all, really. All right, so I'm not originally from Texas, in case you couldn't tell from our rants His earlier. Drawl. Um. Even though I do use the word y'all from time to time. It's easy. It's an easy word to pick up. It's the um, easiest word to pick up in the Texas language. It doesn't hurt that I listen to bluegrass music. That and barbecue. Yeah. But I remember hearing stories, even when I didn't leave in te live in Texas, all about <clears throat> all the fights that were going over redistricting and how Democrats were being forced out of existence and minority rights and all that. And that was 10 years ago after the last census. I'm sure something like that is happening again. I've... I've heard some bits and pieces about it, but I just don't know enough about Texas to know yeah, what's really it's, going it's a, on. It is, it is in fact, the, a redistricting happens, is supposed to happen every time after the, uh, the censuses. So once they know where people are, they kind of 
group them together and, you know, I guess stereotype them. I don't know. Yeah. You just hope that not everybody goes to Vegas all on the same weekend and you get this real skewed political map. Right. And what happened last time is apparently the Republicans got into power like three years after the census. And so 2003, they decided to redistrict just to get, you know, get their own base together so they can consider or keep on uh, winning. So they, they were um, redistricting without the census. So they won, and then they wanted to uh, sort of gerrymander, and I guess is the word. So they were trying to save their seats after they already got elected and tried to make it and try and completely d- disrupt the entire electoral process and, and destroy the Democrats' ability to even get elected. So that's when they had the problem with the Supreme Court coming in and telling them that, no, they couldn't do that. Uh, we will do it for you because you guys are a bunch of whiny crybabies who, who are sore winners. So apparently what's happening this time is the census has been done and they're redistricting. and now At the proper time. At the proper time and doing it properly because apparently, uh, well, I can't say if it's proper or not, but the GOP is fighting amongst itself because they're redistricting where some uh, of the current GOP are probably not going to be or will have a harder time getting reelected because of the nature of the people in their districts now. And is it because of immigrants coming in or just population moving within Texas? It's just population density changing. So uh, like one... Yeah, there's an increase in the Hispanic population especially around the the Dallas area is where they're going to have to add some, some districts. And there was a bipartisan committee, I think two Democrats and two Republicans, who are working on the redistricting. And the more conservative Republicans are worried that um, uh, that Lamar Smith that they're going to give is, is giving away. Is, right is being too generous to the Democrats because it's an interesting system that you you give the power to redistrict in the hands of the people in power. <laughs> Which is a bad system to begin with, and, and really the only things tying their hands is that is the Voting Rights Act, um, because every every redistricting plan has to be approved by the Department of Justice, correct? Uh, I, uh, federal I, judges. Certainly now it does. Yeah, since, <laughs> since Reconstruction, when when we were uh, one of those states that were trying to restrict voting rights for um, minorities, poll, poll taxes, largely that sort through of thing. and through redistricting and through. Um, diluting their strength through through redistricting, so we they cannot by law dilute uh, a minority's uh, electoral power in a district. And so Lamar Smith, he's been around, he's been around for a while, and he knows that we need to do this in a way that's not going to invite a court challenge like like last time. And so it may be that Democrats are going to pick up a couple of seats, but probably still be a minority party. Right. In the oh, Senate. absolutely. But, but now yeah. what, what happens maybe, then maybe is... Maybe not be a super minority anymore. Right. But now what happens with the redistricting is, uh, according to, to one of these guys is complaining about, is he, I think he's an Austin uh, senator or, or rep, he's a representative from, from Austin, and he comes like all the way down to New Braunfels, his district. So in, instead of being yeah. based in Austin, now he has to go... And so people have to go all the way around the state rather than being in the in the place that they actually represent. They're representing portions yeah, of the state right that they, the they have nothing to do with. Well, all, all sorts of political maps from Chicago down to Texas 
have these weird shapes where they are these these they little do. skinny lines for like three blocks and it's a block wide and then a balloon and then another skinny corridor and then a balloon. Yeah. That kind of thing happens all the time. Yeah. But do they ever have trapezoids? I no, it's they usually do, but they don't know what amorphous blobs connected yeah. to other amorphous blobs. But yeah. Um, so uh, Gary talked about the um, kind of the conflict within the Republican Party right now. We have one headline that says "Monumental Attack Against Texas Conservatives," <laughs> and we have a report of a profanity-laced tirade. Woo-hoo! Yeah! Yeah! Our favorite kind <laughs> at Lamar Smith during a. a a congressional session, and that was from Joe Barton, who is less than pleased at has, at his concessions. So it is getting interesting. Yeah, but I, I heard that the representative uh, concession stand isn't all that good anyway. <laughs> they just have hot dogs and three-year-old pretzels. Yeah, he no wants popcorn. no popcorn and, and no liquor. They have to go uh, raid the governor's cabinet for that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Uh, I think that pretty much wraps up the GOP thing. Uh, we just wanted to mention that we have redistricting, and and apparently they're they're having some uh, internal issues. And we thought we'd but let it, you know about it. But it sounds like at least they're trying to keep, at least some people are are trying to keep a rational head on their shoulders and do it a relatively rational way. Yeah. And other people are freaking out. So we'll see yeah. how this yeah. how this that's, ends up. Because well, one of the things about the redistricting is you know they they basically. It seemed to have to do that because they they kind of upset their constituents so much that they have to get new constituents in <laughs> that they haven't already pissed off so they can stay in office. But gotcha. Yeah, a lot that's of my is, view. A lot of it's the same old um, Tea Party versus <coughs> traditional Republican yeah. fight. Well, yeah. It, well, instead of representing the people, they're trying to find people to represent. In other words, yeah. And uh, instead of doing what the people want, they. They're they're trying to uh, you shoot at at the barn wall and then yeah. circle circle. Then the, you the draw a target around yeah. the bullet hole. Yeah. But they always talk that they're there to do the people. So we're listening to the people. We're, we're listening, listening to, to the people, people or at least the people that we want to listen to. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about. Um, there's some stuff about listening here. <laughs> speak about listening. Speak, speak you speak use listening. your ears. What are you talking about? Check David? out check out this segment. Hold on, Dave. What? I can't hear you. <laughs> Did you say we're going to talk about ear candling? What? Ah. Now, if you're not familiar with ear candling, we'll talk about that in a second. But there's been a court case about, um, well, let me read it. The unusual product liability lawsuit of a woman who was injured by an ear cleaning procedure using a special candle is heading for trial on the issue of whether a health store sold her an ear candle with inadequate instructions and warnings. So, you, the, they, so these people feel that they actually need a warning to say, don't stick a candle in your ear and light it on fire. Yes, don't stick something in your ear and, ear and set it on fire. I thought the rule was the only thing you should put in your ear is your elbow. <laughs> it was the one that I grew up with. Okay, so ear candling is also called coning. It is a long, hollow candle, right? Kind of a kind of cone-shaped. You, If you have excess wax or... It claims to heal all sorts of things. You Supposedly, when you light it, it creates negative pressure, which can pull the wax out of the ear. Okay? Now, this has been shown not to work. There, it, it, <laughs> Tell me it isn't so. Turns it, out turns they're out, made out of wax, and the wax goes into the hole, right? The wax, you know, well, they'll show you, yes, look it. at all this wax on the outer ear that we pulled out of your ear. 
Of course, they never use a red candle. Yeah, that would be too obvious. So it's that always earwax-colored. Yes, it's an earwax-colored candle because that's the act, actual wax that ends up in your ear. Um, and people get injured all the time. This particular woman, for one, they were doing it wrong. You're supposed to... Have the you're supposed to have your head straight up and the candle's supposed to be perpendicular. They had the woman parallel lying the on ground. her parallel. Yeah. What? They, they had the woman lying on her side that's how with you're the candle to do sticking it. up. Well, they didn't know because they didn't have the instructions. Um, the, the, no, I mean, the, I think the instructions say lie on your side. Well, according to the article, what you're supposed to do according to the manufacturer is right. stand up straight and put the cone or candle in sideways parallel to the ground. Yes, and it creates oh. negative pressure. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't it's not supposed to pull the wax up out of the ear. You know, it's, it's it, you kind of have it sideways and it's supposed to kind of the pressure's supposed to let it kind of drain the out. The problem being it's not that drain out if you're even even if you have on its side. have it sideways, if it's cone shaped, it's going to go down the cone towards the smallest part which is in your ear yeah. and that's hot burning wax. Yeah. And, and in this case, good. it went into her ear and burned her eardrum. And uh, she can no longer hear out of that ear. Now, this the the question is: It's a good thing is, she didn't do it on the other ear after that. Happened. Yeah. Is it a defective product? Can is, is it a de- if a product does not work and is inherently dangerous? Is it a defective product? Um, the the rules according to the FDA is the reason they can call this a defective product is it did not have its uh, instructions for use, its labeling on safe on safe use. The the store. Uh, which is Wild Oats Market, which is a subsidiary of Whole Foods, um, sold the candle just out of a jar without its instruction packet. The the woman, the candler, <clears throat> referred to a book, a history of air can ear candles, to get an idea of how to do this that she found in her mother's natural medicine store. She did it completely wrong, and the woman is now. Uh, deaf in one ear. So what's the harm? <laughs> net? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> now they had a um, a doctor from Chicago, Dr. Richard Wyatt, um, who testified that these are dangerous products, and they basically threw out his testimony, um, saying that he. Re- I he didn't know he what he was talking about. Yeah, he wasn't he works really for qualified. Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> he is an ear, nose, and throat uh, uh, doc from Chicago. With a lot of experience, he probably should have let us let him speak. But uh, there you go. All right. Well, speak, speak about just real quick on other woo that's going on. Um, Paraban apparently uh, has already had problems in Australia. They've had to uh, do stuff and uh, on their website, take stuff down, and they're doing that in the United States now as well. And we're kind of kind of happy about that because they've done some fairly bogus claims. Oh, am I allowed to say that? Yes, I am in the United States, not in England. <laughs> ah, sorry about that scene. First Amendment. <laughs> so, yeah, so PowerBrand has to change a whole bunch of stuff on their website, or at least they are changing a lot of stuff on their website. One of the, one of the things they've changed is, quote, the thin polyester film hologram is programmed through a proprietary process, which is designed to mimic Eastern philosophies that have been around for hundreds of years. What does that mean? <laughs> Mimic Eastern philosophies? Yes, the power but band... But only the ones that have been around for hundreds of years, as opposed to thousands. the ones that have been thousands of years. Right. It really... So it's fortune cookie philosophy. Or it just sounds like some dick 
holding their fingers on their eyes going, oh, me so horny, oh, me so horny. <laughs> like, really? I was, I was thinking, I was thinking more of, uh, uh, Kung Fu, but uh, sure. <laughs> well, that's one. Oh, me so horny, grasshopper. It's one kind of Eastern philosophy. <laughs> me love you long time. It's a very profound statement. Not so much, about... a, not so much a philosophy as a way of life. <laughs> Just like Power Band. Oh, you know, you know what? Well, Power Band does fuck your wallet. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> You know, I do some programming on the side, and if I knew how to program an Eastern philosophy into a silicone chip, that would be, be it, man. That would be genius. Yeah. I, I wish it I knew how they did It would have more on it than these dumbass power bands <laughs> and their holograms. Yeah. I don't... I, there's just nothing more you can say about that their product has not worked for years, and they've had to whittle away at what they're claiming, and now they're just saying now they're pure just... and utter gibberish. No, do you see what they're claiming now? All of their, their stuff that they said before... They threw it in a blender, and this is the shit that is poured it's out. It's written by porpoises. <laughs> I love their claim about what it does. Um, it reacts differently to different people. <laughs> Try it. That's all they say about they, what it does. Now, now. they do so, have a money-back guarantee. Uh, although I'm not certain if... but I think most people go, just throw it in their drawer. Everybody, everybody out there, if you, if, even if you're 50 years, this is 50 years in the future, I'm speaking to you now. Return your power band bracelet. Bankrupt their asses. <laughs> everybody do that because it didn't work. I see you have a placebo band on. I do have a placebo band. Is that band. by from the uh, Skeptic Brothers? Yes. Skepticbros.com. And thank you for the placebo band, Gary. You are welcome. <laughs> it's, it is lovely. It just it's beautiful. It's exactly like a power band, but it says placebo placebo band and it is quite has lovely. a piano. All right. And it has I a feel piano. very nice. balanced. It has a piano in it? <laughs> I was never mind. Well that would be it has a P on it. Do we have any You know, that could be considered unhealthy. You might want to watch that. Yeah, afterwards. yeah, we have to we have to talk about the health and safety guys. Uh I'll be health, you be safety. Oh <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers. Okay. Uh, moving on. That was a Doctor on. Who shout out. What? That was a Doctor Who line. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh. Do you know the thing about the power band, though? Gee. No. If you go to the mall now... <laughs> if, if you go to the mall now, where there used to be power bands, now they're just knockoffs. Right? They're Those other bastards. <laughs> so it's like so, your so power I, balance so band my, or something. My my proto bag. It looks exactly with, like with the power balance kiosk. The same young guys, you know, looking to sell them, but it's a different brand. See, and see if what they lawsuits go out of business, can do. Then another's going to come along, and another's yeah. going to come along, and you know, it's actually, the unsinkable rubber duck. Actually, I think I think the next Silicon one duck. is is they're going to find out that the the profit margin in these. Uh, $2 bands isn't enough, and they're just going to get regular bands and handwrite a P on it as they sell it to you. <laughs> I was looking uh, at a power band. I'm sorry. No, I was. Uh, go ahead. Uh, and the sports store, and they are now um, sewing them into oh, like uh, baseball jerseys and things for baseball teams. Well, that doesn't work. Because it's it not works. on your wrist. Yeah, that's right. No, it doesn't work. And besides, work. they need a guy 3,000 miles away. Thinking good thoughts for him. Didn't we learn that last week? Right. And this is rally sports. This is you know mainstream, and they're putting they're putting uh, these um, holograms, embedding them in their shirts cool. to improve your baseball <laughs> I, sweat. I do want a hologram shirt though. I mean, like 
a full hologram on a shirt. A, a shirt made of light? Yeah. Ooh. Like in the holodeck where you can wear a different costume. Just yeah. Be I was just thinking he was harkening back to Gem in the hologram. But. Actually, I just want to be a nudist. And then I can walk around, look at my power band suit. <laughs> You're not wearing anything. <laughs> I was like, well, effectively I am. It says so on the website. Anyway, so moving we on. No, no, moving we can't, on. We can't uh, not do this podcast and not uh, mention the biggest news story of the year. And that is the death of Osama bin Laden. Or is he dead? Good point. Or how long has he been dead? Uh, yeah, because he, he may have been killed in 2001. Or did all the bad things we do lead to us actually being able to kill him ten years later? There's all sorts of angles to this story. Sure. I, I don't think he's dead. I, I think I think that they they got him, and he's now hanging out with Elvis... And Michael Jackson and Adolf Hitler. Uh, Hitler's probably dead though, isn't he? I mean, he's pretty darn close. He's like he's not going to be putting out an album. I don't know. Did you notice that they were both? He may not be dead, but his career is dead. And they both were killed with their girlfriend, women, yes. wife, whatever. Nearby. And did you know Nearby? that May first wow. is the day that the um, Luminaria? Not the Luminaria. <laughs> the Illuminati. The Illuminati was formed. It's all one big... Uh, really? Is that yes. true? May 1st? According to Alex Jones. Oh. Yes, shout out to our listener. <laughs> well, wait a minute. What's our, what's our, what, what would be an anagram of Osama bin Laden? Because, I mean, then an anagram would mean... It, it has to spell something else, otherwise it's... I have no idea where I'm going with this. That's okay, neither did we. <laughs> Well, it would mean something, right? Because it's, his name spells something else. Well, is it one of those things where you count how many letters are in his name? Right, and, like yeah. John F. Kennedy and Lincoln and that that whole thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Well, yeah. let you, you know what? We'll say that for next week. You can get back to us on okay, that one. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll write a little anagram thing so that I can figure out what Bosa, his name means. Mama in... So, yeah. you know, I just... women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't have a W. Shoot. Anyway, uh, is Alex Jones? Our this guy's cool. Our own uh, Texas, well, Austin. Is he right up the highway? Is yes. he? Yes. Oh, how cool! Um, we we need to go on a field trip. He is called the King of field Conspiracy. Trip, field trip. And a listener of ours said, "Hey, let's talk about Alex Jones." And actually, this is a perfect time to talk about Alex Jones because he's all over this Bin Laden story. He's all up in this mud. In fact, he's been all over this Bin Laden story. Ever since Bin Laden was killed in... 2001. In 2001. December of 2001. From kidney disease or something? I don't know if he... Yeah, he supposedly died uh, because he was on dialysis. He was on dialysis, yes. And I actually have some statements here um, that supports Alex Jones' (laughs) claims, if you call it that. yeah, I also listened to his... Well, I'm sure he calls them that. So. He does. So they, they are they're... Alex's Jones claims. Okay. His, his Is he main relation source... to Davy Jones from the Monkees? Oh, can only just, as, just as long as they find the locker. <laughs> We're not okay. going to let you finish. His his main source is finish. a guy... We didn't let him start. ...who he had on his show in April 2002 by the name of Steve Plecknick. Plecknick. Okay, and I listened to the Isn't podcast. Isn't that a Superman villain? And he mentions this guy about ten times, saying this is proof positive that Osama bin Laden was killed. But who is Steve Plecknick? 
Okay, Steve Pletnick was uh, he worked he was like a um, assist, deputy assistant secretary of state under Henry Kissinger, Cyrus Vance, Vance and James Baker. He worked <laughs> with uh, Osama bin Laden in '78 and '81. And so he okay, should so know. Okay, so back when they were trying to fight the Russians. 78, yes. he got married in 74, Osama bin Laden did, did he not? Uh, at the age of 17. I, I, I looked him up today on Wikipedia, so I'm So he was he, married? Yes. Okay. Just recently married with his new bride. Okay. He was probably very happy. Was this in Saudi Arabia? This was in Afghanistan. No, because he Osama bin Laden actually fought with the U.S. Yeah. against the Russians right. during the invasion of Afghanistan. And now let me tell you what uh, Mr. Uh, Picnic said. And by the way, if you, what he's doing now is he's making vitamin supplements, and he's well, also it, helping. It, that's trusting in my book. And he he helps uh, Tom Clancy write novels. <clears throat> oh well. But back then. Um, what he said is, back in uh, 02, I have found out through my sources that he had kidney disease. As a physician, I knew that he had to have two dialysis machines and he was dying. So there is your proof positive. Except for the fact that where they found him and shot him was within walking distance of a hospital. Exactly. The whole thing was based on the assumption that you can't carry dialysis machines through the mountains from you know cave to cave. So there was a lot of speculation there, which is, by the way, he backs this up with a lot of speculation from a lot of people, kind of under that same assumption, saying he's probably dead. And what, what Alex Jones does is he takes one speculation and says this is a source, and then he takes another speculation and says this is confirmation. Because Madeleine Albright was in an interview and says, I think he's probably dead, or something, that, and, and he says, Madeleine Albright no, confirmed... Dead. Yes. Right, and and there were a lot of uh, Pakistani and other uh, people who who know the region better, uh, who were also uh, speculating that that he was he was dead. But yeah, I mean, a, a well a well decked out cave um, is quite comfortable, and probably comes with its own dialysis machines. I mean, that's what they have to do when they're in. Yeah, the only I mean, the, really, it can come with dialysis as long as it doesn't come with Wi-Fi. Yeah, exactly, or Bluetooth. Well, sometimes you don't need dialysis. You just stick a couple tubes in a bear and make it run around, and that works as dialysis. But, you know, I kind of feel a little bit bad for for, for uh, uh, Bin Laden because for the last 10 years he hasn't had Internet access, so he's missed all of the Internet memes. He doesn't know about the kitten playing piano, yeah. or didn't, rather. Oh, but well, maybe he did. Maybe or they the surprised him. hamster. Or... Right. Charlie bit my finger. And, right. <laughs> See, yeah. Uh, I, and I, and, and they, they may have brought him videotape or okay. DVD. I wonder if he had DVD player. Probably, Probably just videotape. I mean, he was kicking it old school, you know. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't like that newfangled digital technology. And his 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 voice was probably a lot more mellifluous on a. Um... He had several computers. Oh, right. I mean, right. he had yes, like he had... a dozen computers in there. So they yeah they weren't networked outside, but. Part of the the yeah. special forces raid was stealing these computers. Right. He probably had an Xbox. Yeah. Really? <laughs> right on. You know what? So, I'm betting it was just GameCube. <laughs> he was probably really pissed off. He was probably yelling at. I, 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 
Never, it's none of the turn off, uh, turn off that damn video game when they were coming. <laughs> you know, okay, so he was I, playing like Halo Three. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, he's all like, I can is, get these motherfuckers. This is an wow. awesome game. Man, the, the surround sound, sound just got better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like uh, someone posted a picture of uh, of uh, a recreation of Osama's last Facebook post, which is, be right back, someone's at the door, and oh. under it, it says, uh, U.S. Special Forces likes this. <laughs> um, it was also, well, Google Map users have been having fun with it, because they march it out, and it's like, you know, sucky poli- pizza delivery, no Wi-Fi, oh wait, there's somebody at the door, <laughs> um, spacious... Spacious rooms, no Wi-Fi. I, I love some of the stuff on the internet with uh, Obama. There's a picture of Obama, and he goes, "Okay, you got your birth certificate. You got Obama. Anything else I can get you, motherfuckers?" <laughs> I like that. Sorry about tickets along with that birth certificate. I was getting Osama bin Laden. So this Alex Jones things, I, I actually listened to an hour's podcast. And it was wow, you're a, you poor, I, you know, poor I'm man. Not, I'm not certain I can say that you're a better man than I am. <laughs> How much you were you what? drinking at the time? It was horrible. And the fact that you know, he is not still curled up in a quarter in a little ball, he, you, crying. You, you had you had some buffer, didn't you? I mean, I don't. I don't it wasn't think, all at one time. He oh. could only oh, wear. Okay. He can only listen to it wearing a leather mask with a zipper in front of his mouth. <laughs> ah. But let me tell you what I learned about this guy. It's like the funniest joke in the world. You had to spread it out between a different couple of different people. Alex Jones yes. takes. Like I said, you'll take a piece of speculation and call it... Fact. Fact. And the thing is, he doesn't even make it difficult. You know, he says, look at this. This is proof positive. We've confirmed this. Even blind men can see it. We know he's been dead for nine years. This is all a hoax. Obama's up there. You know, this. they've been waiting for nine years to pull him out at the perfect time. Yeah, I can think of a lot of more perfect. I'm sorry, if we had him, him nine years like ago, before the election, Bush before would have pulled him out. <laughs> yeah. Lost. So, yeah, and uh, okay, wow, that just really. <laughs> what? You left Bush, Bush would have pulled him out. <laughs> Whoa. He would have used it to get elected to a third term. But it's not difficult. It's not like this guy's no, just saying not. stuff that you can't confirm or disconfirm, and you would have to research. It's all out there. Anybody who can follow an argument, even basically, can say this guy just is not following. It makes no sense what he's saying. So what you're saying is is that Alex Jones's aluminum tinfoil hat has been washed, dried, and just ratcheted onto his head. Yeah, but he's got like a million followers. You know? He said when the Obama... Crazy begets crazy. <laughs> Thank you, Callie. See? That was actually you. a good sound effects for that, that statement. But thank you for listening, listener, for, uh, you know, I had never I had never gone. So this is Infowars.com and PrisonPlanet.com, where all of this is at. Hey, we're, having a, we're having a hard time uh, saying our listener's name for turning us on to Alex Jones. Error-hormon. Sorry. So please but, respond back. Give us a kind of like a... And how to say your name, because we'd like to actually be able to say it. You know, I wish we had the one of those, you know, Skunk Dick of the Week or Asshole of the Week awards or something, because this guy deserves a, an award. This, okay, fine. This Alex Jones. We now have Asshat of the Week. 
I that's the Alex of the week is pretty funny. <laughs> this taken. Oh, okay. I um, actually have I have a tinfoil hat. Oh man. We should, wow. we should send them a tinfoil hat award. Our, yeah. But he weaves this into a narrative of the <laughs> Illuminati. Looks more like a thing. And 9/11 and Hitler so he, and the globalists and the Beetleberg group and everything. It's so it all sounds like he's kind of a one-stop shop for all the conspiracies, not just one. You say Beetleberg? Beetleberg. Beetleberg. How do you say Beetleberg? It? I'm sorry, did I miss say that? <laughs> well, did he get like the reptilians in there or anything like that? Well, he that? had the Illuminati, so I'm not sure if he believes the Illuminati are reptilians or not. I'm but not he sure. probably has the Illuminati in there, but uh, I don't. I don't think he's into the reptilians. Yeah. The, inter- the funny thing is, you know what? He is just one doobie away from. <laughs> <laughs> The interesting part is that the next conspiracy website you go to in that train is going to have different conspiracy elements contradicting the previous conspiracy persons, and you know they'll bring up something new and say, "Oh, that other person that uh, you know nutjob.com was talking about is completely idiotic," you know, and and they're all contradicting each other, and they don't seem to realize that you know they're talking in, against each other and and canceling each other out. Effectively, but they're both absolutely right. In their and then heads, you had, yeah. and then you had these uh, fake photos that some in the press fell for, right? Hook, line, and sinker. And yeah. That had been circulating on the internet for years, and to Alex, that becomes the government is pushing these photos as evidence, right? Well, yeah, I, I was, I was a little bit surprised because the, there was a release, uh, someone in Pakistan, some. T- uh, what was it? Media outlet, where this thing's called with the paper. Oh, newspaper. <laughs> and for our younger listeners, a newspaper is kind of a long, papery Twitter. Yeah, they still <laughs> use those in, the, in in those countries. It's like the yeah. internet on paper. So, uh, and and they released it, and then that made the rounds, and then everyone. Not everyone. A whole bunch of people were saying, "Oh, the government's just, you know, it's they're trying to push off this fake Photoshop right. deal." And it was almost instantaneous that they found out, you know, there was Photoshop. And uh, it was quite, quite impressive how quickly they found the, the two photos. But apparently, they had used one of a very well-known person who had already been uh, had a headshot, and they just. I, I found it right. quite. Fascinating how, how quickly that they they figured that out, and I was thinking to myself, yeah, um, the, the government is that it, well. Alex, out Alex like, Jones is taking credit. Oh, he's for yeah. alerting everyone that it was fake, and he put it out on Twitter. Right, but he's also blaming the, the government for that, it, in spite of it not having it. It just had to do with some jerks of the newspaper. It's been floating around the internet for years. <laughs> well, I I think a positive side to all this, and it seems like. The idea that conspiracy theories really are nutty and should not be taken seriously is really starting to take hold in the public consciousness. This one is with, true. One with the birthers thing that has really just come yeah. to a head with with the whole Trump and the whole thing, you know, and people still believing it even after you get the proof. And this whole Osama bin Laden, oh yeah, he was dead all this time. People are really starting to, not just your average person saying, you know what, maybe those you know, dickwads from the 9-11 truthers, they're probably like these people, and people are starting to get it as a broader idea. That's an excellent, excellent point. And and people who didn't think much about conspiracy theory or that they do any harm or whatever, they're getting pissed off. 
I yeah. think. A lot of people are getting pissed off about conspiracy theory, and it's becoming a bad word. Yeah. Although, on, on, a, on a different note, uh, on the political side, I have some friends who have been posting uh, something that goes along the lines of, let's be clear, this, this wasn't uh, an Obama... Uh, led thing. This was done by uh, the well, soldiers, by the soldiers, yeah. by American soldiers. Exactly. Uh, so don't, you know, he was uh, just a couple of weeks ago. He was debating on whether to to not pay them, uh, which I think is really kind of is self contradictory because it wasn't Obama that was debating not to pay them. It was the Congress that was debating not to pay them, and so they're ignoring the fact that they're not giving credit to one person. They're denigrating one person so that they can. Uplift another, but probably the same people who gave George Bush credit for getting Saddam Hussein are now the same people who are saying, "Well, it's not the president that does it when they when we get the guy." I heard the same thing. Um, uh, the day this happened, <laughs> I walked into a building. And I was waiting. I, I was in the I was in the kind of security area with the security guard, and the security guard wanted to talk about it. And you know, the president had nothing to do with this. All the president does is sign the papers. So that's I'm sure talk radios. Everyone's he saying the, the same order. thing. Everyone's saying the same thing. I started talking and saying, you know what? He put more resources and blah, blah, blah. And I started and talking about that. He made failed? it a top, top priority. He put more resources in Bush and this and that. Kind of shut him up in that. So guess what he comes up with? Boy, that Carter sure messed up that, <laughs> that, uh, that uh, Iran thing. I said, okay, so Nell if it goes, Carter? If it, where did that come So if it goes right, the if, president gets no credit. And if it goes wrong, it's all the president's fault, right. or is that just one political party? This, this right. operation was a special operations thing in, in cahoots with the CIA, so it had to be interdisciplinary between these different organizations it would, going okay. into a... It was multidisciplinary right. because it was Army intelligence, Navy intelligence, in addition to CIA, in addition to Navy, T- Navy SEAL Team 6, which... We do have to give them a certain amount of props for being completely kick-ass when they did it. And all these groups had to tie together, and that comes up at the top. And the people, the the team that went in, the highly trained team that went in and made this happen, they went into another sovereign nation without announcing it. That gets approved by the president. I don't care what you say. Because he said, yes, go ahead and do this. He knew what was going on. He looked at the evidence and said, you know what, back in September when they first found out, probably he was there. It was, well, let's make sure we have plenty of evidence. Hold on a second. And he gave the go order. You know, the all props go to the CIA, the U.S. Navy SEALs, for really making this happen. It's not one guy, but it's not like you don't give him any credit. No, and if this had gone bad, it would have been the end of his presidency. Oh, yeah. Just like Carter. Yeah. Did you hear, did you hear Sarah driver. Palin give props to President, President Bush, Bush and not mention <laughs> President Obama? But on the other hand, Rush Limbaugh gave President Obama credit. He said, you know, thank goodness, thank God for President Obama. He did a great thing today. Holy cow, some people's heads exploded and with surprise. the next minute he tweeted, you can't give Obama credit for this because uh, it was the American... <laughs> Soldiers who did it, not Obama. Oof, did I say that? It, it's amazing the cognitive dissonance that these these people can hold these two different things completely contradictory in their heads. And you know, Obama's not perfect, but he did something he did that give credit that had to do, be yeah. done. Yeah, it's not a you know. A, you know he some had people the opportunity. Are, he weighed all the evidence. 
He gave the special forces enough time to develop a plan. That also needs to be taken. Because everybody's bitching. I hate to say it, just another way. They're just bitching. Because, oh look, we've known about it since September. It's not like you can pull off a plan like this yeah. in, say, 37 fucking seconds. <laughs> <laughs> True. Another part of the story is you get a lot of people on the conservative side are now saying this vindicates all the torture we did over the last 10 years. Enhanced interrogation tactics. And yet Rumsfeld has said that torture had nothing to do with it. Yes, but Leon Panetta is saying, well, we gathered some information from it. Right. It was information that was gathered under President Bush's presidency. But whether we would have gathered that information without torture is unknowable. My understanding, and there's a, Radley Balco does a absolutely fantastic job of breaking down how the the interrogation and dissemination of the intelligence went down. And if you go to Ed Brighton's blog at Dispatches of the Culture War from the Seed Magazine, you can go read it. So I don't have it handy. He basically says, yes, they got a little bit of information from waterboarding Khalid Sheikh Muhammad, which then led to further investigations, and it was traditional interrogation and intelligence gathering that actually really brought all of this to the head. So, But the information gathered from waterboarding was such a small, minor bit that they would have gotten it that from other, anyway. other means. Interesting. And as I was saying earlier, when I watched Homicide Life in the Street, all I knew was Andre Brower never had to touch anybody to get a full confession out of anybody. All he had to do was basically, you know, talk them to for like 15 minutes, and they were telling them their entire life story. So, and and you know, Andre Brower is not torture in any way, shape, or form. So, They're like Jack Power, right? right. Yeah. In local San Antonio news this past weekend. Three of us went down to celebrate the First Amendment. Amendment. Yay! 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 I I didn't go, not because I don't like the First Amendment, but because I was doing something else. You were just trying to get some nookie. Yeah, pretty much. Good for you. Failed. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) But we were there supporting your First Amendment right to try to get nookie. That's right. Somehow. Um, <laughs> well, it's under the First Amendment that he can lie somewhere. to a girl and say, Hey, I'm a big recording podcaster. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I always thought that the recording studio was a better sell. So the the First Amendment celebration, organized by the San Antonio chapter of United um, uh, Americans United, United. United Separation of Church and State... Um, several speakers. Tell us about it, Greg. Um, they um, had some of uh, our local rep from the um, the AU chapter, um, a representative from the ACLU. Um, Carrie Clack, uh, a columnist for the San Antonio Express News, and the keynote speaker, Reverend Barry Lynn, yeah. the founder of the Americans United for the Separation of Church and State. And the oh. new editor of The Current. Oh, is he? No, a different person. I'm sorry. In addition, <laughs> In addition, the new editor to the San Antonio Current. No, Barry Lynn does not edit. <laughs> we no, want like, that, that, that would be a very odd uh, convergence we did, of jobs. We did find out that Reverend Lynn 
Huge movie buff. Really into Fast Five. Oh. Highly recommend. Give it two thumbs up. And we got an interview with him. So right we, we sat down and chatted with him for a few minutes. Our so, first interview. Yes. Yay! So he was a very pleasant interviewee, and um, I, I think we had a good time. So why, why don't we take a listen? Let's roll it. Uh, Barry Lynn, how are you doing? Nice to meet you, Greg. Hi, Greg. Greg and Donna. Greg and Donna. All right. Skeptic Wire. Skeptic Wire. All right. We're we're just a fledgling podcast, but we're we're hoping to discuss not just the general skeptical topics, but also things specific to Texas and San Antonio, uh, kind of mixture of humor and science and all that. Do you mind if I record? Do movie reviews? Do you mind if I record? No, go. Do you want to? Stand, sit, have yeah. Why don't you... What, yeah, have, what's, what's easier? Have a seat. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so, um, I guess the, in the, the first question we thought to ask is, you know, what does the First Amendment mean to you, especially down here in Texas and San Antonio? You know, luckily the First Amendment means the same thing everywhere. It's just that a lot of politicians don't understand it. I think they're immune from its uh, requirements in lots of parts of the country. And as you know, Texas is one of those places where the Constitution only matters. Well, if it's the Second Amendment, it matters. The First Amendment, not so much. But to me, what, what we're finding is that when you talk about the First Amendment and its religion clauses, you're not just talking about fights over school prayer. You're not just talking about fights over aid to parochial schools. We're now talking about the infusion of religious ideas, doctrines, dogmas into almost every important American institution. Judges have decided whether to keep them or remove them places like Iowa based solely on their outlook on religion and how that deals with some of the contentious issues of the day. The medical system, as you find things like mergers of secular hospitals and religious hospitals, religious hospitals that are insisting that if you know if the government doesn't go along with applying the rules of, for example, the Catholic Church, uh, they won't run the hospitals. Uh, it's really a series of threats directed at the integrity of individuals' conscience and the assumption that the biggest, most powerful religious group will make the rules about the courts, about the health care system in your community, about the way your public schools will be allowed to teach science, history. they got a huge agenda. Right. That's a pretty long answer for one question. Well, it's an important question. Look at this or not look at this. Whatever. I can rearrange it. I'm used to it. She's a resident filmmaker. Yes. Now, you know, obviously the the First Amendment Day is coinciding with the National Day of Prayer. Um, A lot of that is obviously happening up in Washington, D.C. What made you decide that, you know what, where I need to be is Texas, especially San Antonio, Texas? Well, San Antonio is Americans United for Separation of Church and Church State Chapter decided this would be a very good, uh, not exactly a counterpoint to, but an alternative way to think about what is important. Now, my beef with National Day of Prayer is that it is a government-run operation. There is an official National Day of Prayer. It's uh, declared 
it, the president's required to issue a proclamation by law, and the president, by the way, doesn't seem to have any problems with that, although he should. Barack Obama used to teach constitutional law. Frankly, it's pretty difficult to see how he's interpreting that as president. He supported National Day of Prayer. He supported uh, tuition tax credits in Arizona before the United States Supreme Court that are sucking millions of dollars out of public schools and into private, almost entirely religious schools in Arizona. He's really been, in, to many of us, a disappointment in terms of his understanding of how you take the spirit of church-state separation and apply it to the controversies of the day. He's often on the wrong side. Kind of a political selective amnesia. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, even some of the things that he said, he said, for example, that he would no longer allow churches or other religious institutions to get money if they discriminated in the hiring of the staff with federal tax dollars. I mean, this seems like a no-brainer. 70% of Americans believe that it would be wrong to give money to a church, a synagogue, if they only hired their own folks for the very programs that were government-funded. He said he changed that. It's been three years now, and he hasn't changed it at all. It is now even more money than under George Bush going to the same organizations who discriminate. George Washington, you know, once said of this new country, we would give to bigotry no sanction. Now we're apparently giving it sanction and money, and that's even worse. <laughs> right. And this is the uh, the faith-based initiative. This is the so-called faith-based initiative, a bad idea that George Bush had, now still a bad idea under it. Now, I'm, I'm sure you've been you've talked about this before with other people, but you know, you know, on the record, you're you're a religious person. Yeah. And it, this is not an atheist issue. This is not a Baptist issue. This is not a Catholic issue. This is a you know, let's keep our government separate. And you have the right to believe whatever you want, whether it's believing something or not. Um, how did the how did this become a, the personal issue for you to really kind of get out there? Well, it actually started for me out of a sense uh, that I, I had missed, apparently, during high school and part of college. The churches were telling women all over the country, uh, through the laws being enacted by legislatures, even in very progressive states, or what you think of as progressive states, New York, Massachusetts, you can't have birth control. You, can't, you certainly can't have abortions. I thought, why is this? And I saw that it was the power of one or two churches deciding for every woman in those places what she ought to be allowed to do in making a moral choice. And it is a moral choice about having or not having a child. So I, I was flabbergasted when I started to realize the power. So to me, it wasn't about school prayer for me personally. I didn't. This wasn't something that fired me up at the time. In fact, at that point, uh, the Supreme Court had recently ruled that schools could not require prayer in school. So for most of my educational days, uh, schools uh, didn't stop praying. It was a non-issue. Uh, it was a non-issue. But, but now I start to see, more than ever, the way in which the so-called religious right, which never died, you know, pundits in Washington always say, it's dead now. But it keeps rising from the grave, and now it's incredibly powerful again, melding almost perfectly with the Tea Party movement to create a counterweight that probably includes 
percent of the American people. They're hard right individuals, and they do have an extraordinary ability to organize and an extraordinary ability to cause trouble for all the people you mentioned. People of faith, people who have chosen no spiritual path. We've got 2,000 different religions in this country. We have 20 million atheists, free thinkers, non-believers, humanists. We all get along reasonably well until government starts to play favorites. Right. My conservative friends always, they don't want government playing favorites about you know what companies you bail out. But when it comes to religion, apparently they do. As long as you're bailing out them, you're giving them a blessing, you're giving them a national day, you're giving them some money to run their church, they're happy to take it. That's hypocrisy, and there's just no way around it. So the big problem comes when I believe this, so I think all of you should do what I believe. And that's what we're trying to stop. Yeah, and the big problem, some of them take it even further. They say, if you don't do it that way, why will think about punishing you, we'll penalize you. Um, and, of course, the luckily at this point, we're not in general throwing people in jail. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, there's certainly... Uh, if and when we repeal Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court's one vote away from doing that, then there will be questions. Who will go to jail for violating a state law? Many states will pass restrictions or abolish the right completely. What's going to happen to the doctors who perform the abortions? What's going to happen to the women who want them to perform? So we may not be so far away from literally putting people in jail for a theological idea. Anybody who thinks they know when life begins, uh, skip their philosophy classes and just are reading some kind of doctrine. Uh, this topic, ironically, is not even mentioned in the Christian life. Right. I don't have any questions. I'm still in my fangirl moment. <laughs> and this is just, this has been an honor to meet you. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, I have a lot of people that don't say that. They come up in airports and they, and they, fan, fan is not on their mind. I had a guy in an airplane. Uh, luckily, it was a short flight. The middle seat's empty. So, after 10 minutes of getting up in the air, he uh, puts his briefcase and pulls it up and puts it in the seat. He goes up, puts it up like this. So I said, Sir, are you all right? You got a problem? And he goes, Wall. I, I said, What? He said, Wall. Aren't you the wall of separation guy? <laughs> And then he proceeded to uh, attempt to convert me to something um, for the entire rest of the flight, even though I said you know, repeatedly, look, you know, I've got things to do. I really don't want to, I don't have to talk to you. Did he, did he assume because you were pro-separation of church and state that you were a non-believer? No, he actually knew more than, more than I might think he would about me. <laughs> so he, he just, just thought you were the wrong kind of believer? the wrong kind of believer. Yeah, you know, it's well, you know, in, in the state of Texas, we still actually have on the books that if you are a non-believer, you are not allowed to hold public office. That's right. That's right. A number of states still have, and they clearly are unconstitutional, I think. I think even this Supreme Court, if it had another chance to do so, would say, of course, you can't prohibit someone from holding office. 
because that transcends even the First Amendment. I mean, there is a clause in the so-called original Constitution uh, that bars no religious test clause. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you wouldn't know that, by the way, from the campaigning that's going on places like New Hampshire on this very day. I began to go churches bring people who are running for the Republican nomination for the presidency or thinking about running very careful, thinking about running. And bring them to churches, to church meetings, close the meetings to the press, and then ask them not just what their policies are, but what their personal piety is. So then you start to you know, hear that uh, Michelle Bachman thinks that she's uh, appointed to serve in the House. And you've got uh, even Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump said he now he goes to church on uh, Christmas and Easter. Well, even in the last election, both McCain and Obama felt that they had to go to Rick Warren's, um, whatever his presentation, and and have a debate about religion in front of him. Yeah, Rick Warren is a, was a so-called new evangelical. It didn't turn out to be all that new because he's still homophobic. He's still uh, doing a lot of damage to people in the state of California and indeed around the country because he wrote this so-called uh, purpose-driven life. I refer to it as the aphorism-driven life. There's not much content there, but I guess it sounds good if you don't think about it. But the fact that he was the sponsor of a major debate and that President then candidate Obama went to was uh, shocking. It was used, of course, against him. And Barack Obama didn't give a terribly good answer on the federal choice question. So, and then he was asked to, with the invitation of the inauguration. He was there, and in case anybody thought he might have changed, I want to point out that he gave a prayer, uh, prayed to Jesus in four different languages, and then appended the Lord's Prayer at the end of his own prayer, and just in case you had missed the fact that he was not doing some kind of generic blessing on everybody. This was a Christmas center. That was definitely not a non-sectarian part. No, that was about as sectarian as you can get in four languages. <laughs> yeah, I've been going through some of the invocations that happened in our own Texas House and Senate, and there are a lot of really heavy, heavy on we are worthless without God, kind of we can't do anything without... I mean, there, there are plenty of invocations that are done by religious people in the house state that are just, may you have wisdom, may you protect the poor. Those seem okay, even though they do end in a very sectarian way. They're generic. But there's some really heavy people who do their prayers and are really making a speech as opposed to you know, setting the tone. You know, in Washington, uh, to take it one step further, every speech given on any subject, you could be talking about uh, the development of oil wells. If the speech is done in Washington, it will end with the phrase, God bless America. It's, if it's built into the word process, right. It's, it's become kind of the way for the audience to know that the speech is over. I, I wish we had a new a, a new phrase like, thank you, good night, you know, don't take any wooden nickels. Now you know the speech is over. Don't forget to tip the waitresses. There you go. Don't forget to tip the waitresses. That's good. It's, uh, it is reached the point of 
words on the right just because it sounds so bizarre. But if we do that, we do it at our peril and at the Constitution's peril because it affects a lot of people listening to this stuff. It seems perfectly normal to them. When you say something like, Mike Huckabee is former Arkansas governor, now a Fox News host, who may be running again for the presidency, he said, we don't need to change God's law. We need to change the U.S. Constitution to reflect God's law. Now, that is theocracy. That's a government run along religious lines. We don't want that in this country. And in fact, even conservatives long write, in many cases, appropriately about what's happening in the Middle East for the same reason. It's just that there, it's a religion that they don't find too appealing. Right. If, it's, it, if it's ours, it's okay. If it's the other, it's bad. It's, yeah, it's very bad. And in fact, as you probably know, Sharia law, Islamic law, is taking over America. Our, pod, our podcast has, has been dealing with the Leo Berman, who um, had a anti-Sharia law uh, proposed down here in Texas, because he heard something on the radio. Yeah. And and the whole thing with Terry Jones going up and trying to burn the burn uh, the Quran. Rick Santorum just recently accused of the banking industry being in bed with Sharia law. Wait a minute, the banking industry? The bank, banking. Banking, oh, the industry banking industry. industry. Sorry. About Sharia-compliant laws and that... Uh, loans and that sort of thing. Where because we're giving people the option of Sharia compliant laws, that means that we're implementing Sharia law. So there's there's this this click in their brains of if the word Sharia is mentioned, that must mean it's taking over. Yeah, yeah. I've known Rick Santorum a long time, and uh, I, I guess it shouldn't have surprised me that he would take that particular interpretation. He interprets many legal decisions and constitutional principles in ways that. Shall we say I don't agree with him? <laughs> He's a little flexible on his constitutional interpretation. Isn't it amazing? John Boehner gets to be Speaker of the House. Immediately wants the Congress to read the entire Constitution, as if reading it would somehow just clear up all these matters. And then he's ever since uh, repeatedly slapped the Constitution in the face of the things that he's done and said he's going to do in the future. So, Or Michelle Bachman wanting to have a constitutional education class for freshman senators that is taught by people from very conservative universities who have a very anti-church state stance. And, and that's supposed to be an education for everybody. Yeah, I'm really glad uh, Congress want to be educated, but I'd like them to do it in a forum where there's absolutely an exchange of ideas, and that was not her intention. She did, as you say, just want to get people to reinforce uh, her doctrinal misinterpretations of pretty much everything. Yeah. I'm done. Thank Good. you very much, well, absolutely. sir. Absolutely. I assume you have a website out there, or do you want to just plug the... Well, I'll do that. Um, yeah, our website at Americans United is www.au.org. And if you want, you know, like the personal things, like what movies I go to see, then you have to follow me on Twitter at Barry W. Lynn. Barry W. Lynn. Yeah. You'll be getting a follow from the Skeptic Wire very soon. That's good. That's good. And Skeptic Filmmaker Lynn. Fast Five. I saw that yesterday before I left. That's the new... The Fast and Furious thing? You know, yeah, I get a couple of people who were the extras. And... Oh, man. I mean, it is. Okay, it's not Jane Eyre, but, you know, <laughs> it's a great action movie. Sometimes, I, I sometimes you need 
no, I did. In fact, this is two hours and ten minutes of escapism involving really fast cars. In fact, I, I had no trouble getting to the Baltimore airport last night because I just thought maybe my Honda Accord was really a muscle car. <laughs> well, it's nice to talk with you. Pleasure meeting with you, sir. Nice to meet it was you. nice to meet you, sir. Absolutely. Don't call me a sir. So that was our interview. <laughs> cool. What uh, what all went on that weekend? Um, now you guys, you guys recorded uh, the the speakers, right? Right. We recorded. We did our little interview with Barry Lynn, but we also recorded the full presentations um, of the various presentators. Well, there was the the lady, <laughs> the lady from the ACLU gave a short speech. <laughs> Carrie Clack from the Express News gave a speech. Um, the editor of the San Antonio Current gave a speech, in addition to a very long, no, I was, I shouldn't say long, a very interesting speech from Reverend Barry Lynn, talking about an extended about, speech, an extended speech, talking about current issues regarding the First Amendment, right, local and mostly national, to give us that that point of view, where oh. the other presenters talked a bit about you know local stuff. Um, and uh, but then there was and it was followed up by the panel discussion with a Baptist preacher, a Jewish rabbi, a Lutheran pastor, 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 pastor. Thank you. And and Barry Lynn, where they kind of each took a, took the mic on some of the same issues, and um, maybe they would respond a little to each other, but. There wasn't a lot of back and forth. Just each person would give their each answer. Okay. So uh, we did get some recordings of that, and we uh, probably could uh, throw some of that together in a little extra supplemental episode. So we will do that. We'll have those uploaded before the next podcast. So just uh, pay attention uh, on the iTunes feed or on the blog. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and we welcome y'all's feedback. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, the blog is skepticwire.blogspot.com. And you can reach us at skepticwire at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at the skepticwire. And Facebook. And we have a Facebook, yes. So like and, us on Facebook. And, and we are now up on iTunes. iTunes. Just With an explicit warning. Did I steal your thunder, David? No, I wasn't going to say that. Because you've never I'm, done Dave, that to me. Well, they, David, <laughs> David did a wonderful thing of uh, fixing the RSS feed that I horribly mangled. I was going... Well, thank you. I was going to um, offer one more way of contacting us. Oh, you there's another way? You can reach David at 210... <laughs> <laughs> if, if you have an iPhone... Now, I don't know if this is on the Droid yet. But there is an app called Pod Poster. Oh. And what this allows you to do, and we are on the directory. Um, just if you download it, it's about $0.99, cents, $1.99, something like that. Um, you can select the podcast, record for about 30 seconds, hit send, and it sends a, a voice message to our email. So if you That's want sweet. to give us a voice message, you want to be we heard will on, on definitely the play on the podcast. <clears throat> Um, it's not that expensive. Hopefully, other podcasts, maybe. you know, will join in, and you can send messages all around. Right now, I think we're the only skeptical podcast on there. But hey, it's a buck ninety nine. If you want to give us a voice message, get Pod Poster. Not sure if it's on Android yet. It is on on iPod. Oh, sweet! Or uh, any Apple product. Yes. Yeah. iOS. 
probably at, well, the iPad. It's in the app store. The iPad, yeah. just as long as you don't commit suicide. So. Right. Oh, you want to talk about that? <laughs> we can bring it up. <laughs> Look up Apple and how they their Chinese makers are treating their um, workers. Hopefully, not that bad. That was a dog. That was a dog. Dog wants to play. And that and that did not give us any information on the location of Osama bin Laden. Well, I think uh, I think that uh, wraps it up this week. Does Absolutely. anybody have any last uh, comments? Any last words? <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Where's the damn pizza? Don't take any wooden nickels. Your thumbs are stupid. <laughs>